Uh, welcome, guys, to the fourth episode of uh, Roofing Stories, where we actually go deep into industry, talking to uh, plenty of roofing companies and, you know, discussing their ways of getting leads, their way of uh, building the successful company that there are, right? Uh, we had a pleasure to talk with multiple companies such as uh, Trust Roofing and multiple sales guys multiple backgrounds but this time we have somebody who actually served the US military which is which is extremely you know honorable to to talk to and uh see how they're doing right now and uh yeah I mean we're here with Trey uh, so introduce yourself Trey let, let us know like more about your past and the military experience because many people are actually interested in you know all of this stuff um so um my name is Trey I am mm -hmm. the CEO of Hermetic Roofing we are based out in Eastern North Carolina. So if you're ever out in the Eastern North Carolina area, need a roof, replacement, repair, give us a call. We'll definitely be able to help you guys out. Um, so uh, I literally went in um, the Army literally right after high school. Um, so uh, for me, uh, my grandpa served. So that was kind of like an inspiration for me. Um, and at that time, man, you know, you're young, you know, I know a lot of guys come from, you know, a different background than me. Um, I really didn't, you know, have my father in my life until like later on, until I was a little bit older. You know, my mom was a singer mom, worked two jobs. I had a little brother. So, you know, there was a lot of, you know, extra uh, kind of conquer to, you know, get to where I really wanted to be and needed to be in life. Um, you know, and I always seen how good the army did for my grandpa and other, you know, others at the time. So it was kind of easy for me, man. You know, I graduated, um, had a couple of scholarships to go play football, man. I, I tried that out, you know, young, dumb, 18 years old, man, wanting to party, hang out. You know, I kind of automatically knew, hey, I got to do something else. I got to get some discipline. I got to, you know, buckle down, um, you know, did my time. Um, went to Iraq, Afghanistan, um, came back home. Um, and it was, it was like an eye opener, man. Um, a lot of times, and I know a lot of other guys can this, you know, you get home and you got to find a purpose of what to do. You know, you got to find kind of get in where you fit in type of thing. And, you know, normally when you're done, there's really not that many programs for guys that are transitioning out to really, you know, get them on the track to where they really need to be. So I did struggle. For a little bit, you know, uh, I tried the private contractor route, you know, I, I tried, you know, I thought about law enforcement just, but it just wasn't my niche. Um, you know, and then I end up, you know, meeting a young lady and, you know, next thing you know, we have a young family. So then, you know, I'm a father now. So then, you know, the whole dynamics change, like you have to do something, you know, you not only do you have to take care of yourself, you know, you have to take care of you know, your wife, your girlfriend, you know, you got this new baby involved. You got to take care. You got to take care of that. So um, I kind of bounced around, man. Um, I, like I said, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Really didn't have too much guidance. I end up moving um, to where my wife now is originally from, Eastern North Carolina in New Bern mm -hmm. and uh, moved down here, man, small little town. And it was a struggle, you know, um, it was a struggle. So um, shortly after I moved here, man, I ended up meeting a couple of good guys. Um, one of my former bosses, uh, I met him in Jacksonville. 
Um, this is maybe a couple weeks after Hurricane Florence. Um, I, and literally, I immediately just kind of dove right in. Um, you know, we were doing mitigation, dry out, tarping, you know, all across the East Coast, man. And I fell in love with it. You know, it was like a passion. You know, it's something that, you know, the biggest thing for me is always like a selfless service, you know, like being able to, you know, help somebody else without getting anything in return. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel good. A lot of guys feel the same way. Absolutely. It's a it's a good morale booster. So um I, I did that for, you know, almost two years, man. I, I worked in North Carolina, I worked in South Carolina, you know, their their main office was based down in Boynton Beach, Florida. So I, I worked down there in Florida some. And dude, I loved every minute of it, dude. Like you you, you couldn't get me off the roof, you couldn't get me out, you know, you couldn't get me working. I loved every minute of it, man. And uh, you know, I, I, I was trying to grow, you know, they were, you know, other things they wanted to do, you know, at that time, my, um, we were working on our second child. We had another child, um, my youngest son. And, you know, at that point in time, you know, my wife didn't want to move, you know, they were going to, you know, make it back down to the Florida area. And that wasn't something that was in our cards at the time. So go to another roofing company, man. That one wasn't so good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, nothing beats Florida roofing companies. Yeah, I worked really hard, man, you know, um, and it, it, our our integrities didn't, just didn't line up, you know, um, and yeah. I'll just leave it at that. So our integrities didn't line up. It just wasn't a good fit for for me. You know, I feel like my values are a little bit different than what their values were and some of the things that they were doing. I just couldn't be a part of it, you know. Um, so mm-hmm. I separated myself from that. I took a really big leap, man. Like I literally left the company, left a salary, left a lot of things. And I, um, I started my own company, um, literally right there, right there in the house that I just had <laughs> me and my wife at the time. So um, it was, you know, from nothing to, to something you would say, man, I, I don't tell too many people this, but, um, the day I came home and I left my job, I had $17 in my account. My rent was due, oh. truck payment was due, insurance was due. My, you know, food, kids, everything was, you know, coming up. And uh, I sat down, talked to my wife, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to do this. She was like, go, take care of it, do whatever you got to do. And um, ever since then, man, I just never looked back. It's just been an ongoing grind since then, you know. Um, We had a really good first year. Then, you know, we dove into our second year. We had a crazy amount of growth, I mean, to where I wouldn't even think we would be where we were. And, um, you know, we're just going to continue kind of capitalizing on that from here. Um, you know, we're in a small town, man. You know, my first office was in a, you know, town of what, I think four or 500 people. So that can kind of give you the, <laughs> the amount of reach you had. And then even if you go, you know, it's in your, it's 10 year uh, radius for another hour. I mean, I'm still probably still under, you know, 40,000 people in my, you know, hour terrain, my hour, mm-hmm. um, location. So, I mean, it's, it's a hustle, man. You know, you Absolutely. got there and you, you got to put in the work, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of don't want to put in the work. They think it's just something that's just going to pop yeah. out of nowhere. Um, you know, if it was that easy, everybody would do it. You yeah, know? Definitely. I mean, you, yeah. and uh, to do what you did definitely requires uh, strength and discipline, right? Yeah. And uh, as somebody who thought about going to the army myself, right, uh, what, what would you say? Uh, would you say that going to the army is something that made Trey the Trey he is now? 
or you think uh, you would be able to do it without the discipline and the army and the struggle and the service? Do you think that it has a you know connection to your success right now? Oh, absolutely, man. Um, I think it. I think it brings out. It brings out that raw talent in you. You know, everybody, you have it in you already. You know, mm-hmm. it, it takes something or someone to help bring that out, and 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 you need to have the structure to go behind it too. You know, you have to be able to have the same process every single day. You know, mm-hmm. you have to enjoy the process, and that's what the army teaches you, man. You know, it, it's it's a process. You have to love the process. Without the love of the process, no matter how disciplined you are, no matter how skilled you are, how knowledgeable you are, if you don't love the process to get to that point or to get to that reward, I mean, it's not going to do anything for you, man. Um, it's really not, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, it's all about enjoying the process, but... Uh... You said you've been in this uh, for two years, and obviously you had uh, previous experience working in the multiple roofing companies. So during that process, because it seems to be quite fast, quote unquote, what was the biggest struggle? You know, starting the company out because you said you started with eighteen dollars, and as we know, I mean, we both run businesses, different businesses, but it takes money to make money. How did you go from somebody who has eighteen dollars on his bank account? Uh, not knowing anything or any direction, you know, I mean, working the business is different from running the business. It's totally different play game and different game. H- how does somebody go from $18 to making $7.2 million in two years, right? Um, you got you got to work, man. So like my first year, you know, I, I just get out, get the distractions away, you know, um, and there's different avenues to take. I would, I would, you know, tell other guys that are starting off, man, um, build up some cash flow, find you a good mentor, and then go, you know. But if you're in a situation where, you know, you don't, you may not have that, you're going to have to just put in the work. It's as simple as that. There's no magic pill to take. You're going to have to get up every day, put your boots on, and go get on some roofs every single day. You know, mm-hmm. don't take any days off. You don't, you don't get to call it quits you don't get the you know nine to five it you have to get out there and make it mm-hmm. and you have to you have to really follow your numbers too man i'm a big numbers guy um i look at you know where i'm at you know the community i'm serving the, the amount of reach i can get to and i kind of take that all in when i'm making decisions for the company um once you do start bringing in some cash you got to like you said you got to spend some money to make some money man um, a lot of guys want to, you know, go out and, you know, get a fancy truck, do this, do that, jet ski, boats. No, man, put the, put the money back in the business. Let the money work for the business, man. Don't put it yeah. in your pocket. Don't go buy you this. Don't go buy you that. <laughs> really put that money back in and, and save in and invest it, man. Um, yeah. You have to have something for a rainy day, especially if you start getting into the insurance game. You have to have a serious cash flow. You know, yeah. I worked a, I worked a hurricane. Um, my first year in business, man, you have to have money in the bank to go do that type of stuff. You know, yep. you have to, be able to front the payroll, you have to be able to front materials, you have to get all this yep. stuff done to keep everything running. And, um, you don't need to get into the rat race of, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul back and forth. That's not a good company. So <laughs> that's not a good structure for any company. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so I believe in, you know, taking as you, if you're starting off, no matter how much money you have, if you have a hundred K, you have 18, you have, you know, 10,000, whatever it is, keep putting that money back in your company and let, and, you know, invest in stuff that's going to help you, your team, 
and the company grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, for sure, like, uh, so how would you say uh, you kept this cash flow going? I mean, uh, I see that being a struggle for many companies I work for, you know, uh, they, they, they have a lot of insurance work. Uh, it's 20, 30 roofs waiting it. And they need to keep the cash flow going because they paid they pay their workers eight thousand dollars a month, right? So how do you keep the cash flow going when you are waiting for this insurance to actually wire you the funds that you are actually waiting for? Man, you gotta have multiple things going on at a time. So for us, my biggest success for our company, man, I I divvy in everything. We do re-roofs, we do repairs. I have about um, 11 realtors all over the East Coast that I work with every single day. I have five builders that we do new construction houses for on a regular. You have to have multiple avenues of money coming in. There's, uh, If you're waiting on insurance money, you should be able to still go do retail jobs and bring in more money. You should still be able to go do new construction jobs and bring in more money. You know, yeah. um, then when you get to the next level, like we do a bunch of DOD jobs, you have to have, you know, enough money for those net 30, net 60 payments. You got to keep mm-hmm. that stuff going. So for me, man, I, I think we, we just keep, we always have something going on. Even today. I mean, I got my guys out doing a 60 square, you know, new construction. We're going to turn around and do, you know, 120 squares on Monday. You know, yeah. we're not going to stop. You got to just keep, keep it going, man. There's a need out there. And you have to find it and you have to be able to, you know, take that from a lead to a sale, to a close, to a check yep. and just keep yep. that same process going. And, and that's how you do it. Thanks. And multiple sales follow, points. Follow your, and just follow your numbers, man. Like if you're, if you're going to be a big, you know, insurance, insurance, um, you know, company, you know, then, you know, Hey, you're going to probably need a little bit more cash flow than a guy that's doing, you know, hundred percent retail. Cause you're waiting on your, the RCV. You're waiting on the depreciation to come. You know, and things like that. I mean, even sometimes you might even have to finance a deductible for some homeowners if it's, you know, a, a larger lump sum. So, I mean, you're going to have to keep multiple avenues of revenue coming in. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of guys get hung up on that. You know, they want to do, hey, you know, we just do strictly insurance or we do strictly retail. You know, I try to make it my process that every single week we're doing insurance, we're doing retail, we're doing new construction. Okay. We're getting, we're getting leads from our realtor. We're helping them out, helping their clients out, you know. Then, you know, we branch off to doing other things. Like, I mean, we we do roofs at ECU. We did, you know, roofs at, you know, Western Carolina. We get on yep. base. You just keep putting yourself out there, man. You mm-hmm. know, like my story, hey, man, you, you can never miss a shot you don't take. You know, if you don't no. trigger, it's not, you can't, that, miss, you don't that, That's it. a good one. So just, just, just keep going at it. That's like the best advice I can give, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned, you know, the, the hardships and, uh, the struggle, uh, and when it comes to the army and stuff, uh, did you have any struggles, you know, while you were serving in Iraq? I mean, I, I watched the movies and I'm not somebody who has experience with the army life. What was your biggest struggle there? I mean, were you married back then or <laughs> you were, no? Um, the biggest struggle back then was honestly, man, is, is keeping the morale up, you know, mm-hmm. been, you know, once you do get into like an NCO position or a leadership position, you got to keep the morale up with your guys, you know, because mm-hmm. there are guys, like you said over there, they are married. They do have kids. Yeah. Man. And, you know, <laughs> I'll keep it PG. Um, when she don't need to No, when she hits the fan, man, you, you, you just, you got to dial in, you got to just try to keep everybody focused. Um, you know, I was infantry, so, you know, I, I seen a lot, 
more so than what I probably wanted to see. Um, and for that, man, it's it's literally, man, you just, you got to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, mm-hmm. warrior, you can't quit. Could any quit, you know, the enemy just got the best of you. So, and then you got, yeah. then, like I said, it's, it's selfless service. It's not really about you. You know, there was guys beside me that had kids and wives, guys in front of me that had kids and wives. Like, I can't let them down. You know, you don't want to be that guy to where, hey, man, I was, my head wasn't on the swivel. And then, you know, my right hand man, you know, he's hurt or he's, you know, worse. And they got family and kids back home. You don't want to never be in that type of position. So, yeah, I mean, you you are the leader. And keeping and, and staying focused, man, you know, and you got you got to just know what the mission you're trying to accomplish, whether it's yeah. to, to get home or to to, you know, clear a certain territory, wherever it may be, you know, just keep that mission in the forefront. Keep your guys morale up. And, you know, you're going to run into bumps and you're going to run into, you know, obstacles. But, you know, think on your feet, think quick, you know, and always put the yeah. next guy in front of you. You know, think about them yeah. before you think about yourself. So if you had to take three lessons uh, from army, from the war, realistically, that you right now use or used in business, what three lessons would that be? The most important lessons that have directly connected to your army and war experience. I mean, it doesn't Uh, need, yeah. Yeah, man, like I said, it's a team thing. You know, you're only only as good as the, 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 you know, weakest guy on your team so it's a camaraderie man keep keep your guys motivated you know i'm big on you know a lot of guys you know maybe maybe heard me say this you know i'm i'm real big of being being in the trenches with my guys you know i roll up my sleeves i don't just send my guys out just to go pound doors or to run appointments to run adjuster appointments or to sell deals i'm out there with them you know you got to lead from the front not the back and i think that's one of the biggest biggest lessons i learned um, good leaders always be from the front, you know, um, I, I can think of a, you know, a handful of guys that I look up to that are, you know, non-military and military. And I think the biggest thing I take from them is they're out there in the trenches. They're out there putting the work in with their team and the respect that their team has for them. You can never beat it. Um, I think number two, man, you know, um, jump on, jump on every opportunity that you can. You know, take that shot. You know, if you miss, okay, you know, recite, readjust, do it again. Um, and then learn from how you did miss the shot so you don't make the same mistake twice. Um, let's see. The third one I would probably take, man, is um, learn where to be a warrior and learn where to be, you know, just you got to be soft and you got to be a wolf at the same time. So, you know, learn how to play both of those cards when it, you know, when it, when it's time and to do the most. So a lot of guys like to be gun ho 24 seven. A lot of guys like to be laid back 24 seven, you know, just find your median and, you know, work with that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, those are definitely the good lessons and let's get, get back into the roofing. Obviously this, there is a lot of mental game and a lot of mental, efforts going into running a business and the lessons that you learned for sure as you said have uh defined you as a man as a character as a business owner and that's definitely great to see because we are mixes of our experiences in the past and in the future right so it's that those the lessons are definitely some lessons everybody can benefit from and thank you for sharing those uh and as a roofing company how would you say 
you can get, generate more leads. What are the general advice and how do you, I mean, we, we touched this before on our private uh, conversation. You said uh, you focus on uh, referrals and being, uh, and having a good, you know, good um, uh, recommendations by the previous clients. So how do you generate those leads? How do you become so good that actually clients are referring you to somebody else? Um, you got it. You got to do what you say you're going to do, man. You underpromise, you overdeliver, and you capitalize on you capitalize on your most recent victory. Like I said, you know, I I pride myself as an owner, and I try to you know put my team in a position to win. So if we're doing one house on the street, I want to do five of them. I want to do the whole cul-de-sac. And then, you know, my, actually my clients are my biggest, my biggest advocates, man. Um, I mean, there's been countless times last year where, you know, we're, we're signing a deal we're, you know, we're doing a repair or we're, you know, we're in the middle of a uh, roof replacement, man. And the homeowner would literally take us over to her, to his neighbor and say, Hey man, this guy, or, you know, these guys are just, you know, they're doing a, such a great job, man. I, I really appreciate what they're doing. The roof is going on great. Everything's looking good. And nine times out of 10, the that's your best salesperson right there you know and and you capitalize on that so you know i use my referrals i use you know the neighborhood that i'm in to generate more business as well so i kind of try to dive in and pinpoint the areas that we are working and capitalize on that like um two weeks ago we did a uh, roof replacement firm insurance through usaa uh, from the time he called to the time we replaced the roof was less than two weeks Okay, that's mm -hmm. with adjuster appointment. That's with, you know, tarps. You know, we're working to supplement the whole nine yards. But on that same road, that was our 14th roof. Okay, I've literally replaced his neighbor. I replaced the guy in front. I replaced the guy to the left, to the right, and behind. So we, that's the biggest thing I try to tell everybody to capitalize on, man. Just, it's, use what you have right in front of you, man. That's your biggest asset, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're calling sure. That's it. So, I mean, and th that actually helps us, man. I think honestly, when it boils down to it, um, I think my clients with the referrals, I know for a fact, my clients generate seven figures worth of business for us every single year. And mm -hmm. um, just off of just referrals alone, you know? Mm -hmm. So the biggest debate here and the, the stuff we talked about uh, privately is Facebook or Google, which is better for contractors? Um, Honestly, man, any, the best advice I can give for any new contractor or any guy that's, you know, mm -hmm. with his first, you know, year or three years of business or under their fifth year, Google, 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 get your nice B right, <laughs> get that <laughs> stuff together. And honestly, man, do not be afraid to spend some money and get it done right. Do not take the cheaper option. Oh my God, do not take it. <laughs> option man it's going to literally save you so much headache and so much stress mm -hmm. and alex when somebody is literally looking for something and i thought about it when you said it when somebody's looking for something and ready to business or they're ready to purchase or ready to buy they're not going to facebook they're literally going right to google and exactly i like literally i went to go get a suit for my father-daughter dance i needed one within like three days mm -hmm. google <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Google. So it that's very true. Um, 
you know, I'm not saying Facebook does not work. I mean, I've, I've it works. created plenty of, you know, revenue from Facebook, plenty of reroutes from Facebook, but honestly, hands down, I think Google is your solid choice. So if yeah. you literally, you know, if I, if I told a contractor, Hey man, you have your last $10,000, would you put your last 10 grand into Facebook? Would you put it into Google? I would tell them to choose Google every time. Yeah. I mean, you said like many people try to get uh, the stuff done for cheap and that, that's the biggest issue. You know, cheap stuff usually ends up costing way more than actually paying the quality right away and right from the get go. Like we, we charged $3,000 per month. Right. And then I constantly get these guys who say, ah, but this guy is charging me only 500. Okay. Yeah, sure. But what quality are you getting? And check how much ad spend you're spending. Like before we came to the company in Denver, uh, they were spending $30,000 a month and all they got was like 10 replacements for $30,000 a month. And he wasn't really aware of it because he's not really tech savvy, right? This guy doesn't know anything about the tech. And many of them get burned by deciding and making bad decisions and then they hate all the marketing people, right? I mean, reality is that there is a lot of bad people, but just yeah. like in roofing, in any the same goes any industry. Yeah, you got your good, you got your good, and you got your bad apples. Yeah. Um, so for that, the biggest thing is, you know, just like how you tell your homeowner, don't go with a cheaper option. You got to take your own advice. The same advice you give your clients, take the same advice for yourself, for your business. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can go with the guy that's, you know, 10 grand cheaper, but I mean, where's the warranty? Where's the guarantee? Where's the, are you going to have any support on the back end? You know, something goes wrong, you know. 11 o'clock at night, is your guy going to jump on and look at your, you know, Google my business or look at your ads for you and help you out? It's like yep. little things like that, that kind of, it, it builds the value in what you're really getting, for sure. you know? Um, and the biggest thing, like I said, man, you know, in, invest in your company early on and you'll get the bigger return, you know, yep. you'll be able to, you know, scale, you'll be able to do more things, offer more incentives to your guys, take care of your team better. If you go ahead and invest some money early on, and, um, you know, find somebody just like yourself that's an expert in that niche, you know. Um, when I, you know, need my trucks or anything works on, I have one guy that I normally go to because he's just an expert in that, you know, or, you know, whatever else you may need. You know, when I go to a gun store, I go to the same guy I go to for the last three years, you know, because he's an expert in that niche. So, yeah. you know, find your expert in the niche, you know, find your good marketer, you know, find you a good, you know, CPA and and find you a good supplementing team and literally you know work work with them bring them value too and listen to them mm -hmm. man because you know that's what they do every day for a living you know um i put on roofs every day so when people ask me what i think i, I think they take my you know advice as a true professional you know same thing for your marketer man if that's what he does every day to support his family and support his team take his advice and listen man and you know it'll work out mm -hmm. What would you say uh, is importance of general marketing for the roofing companies? Like, do you think there is a need to implement all the systems, Google, Facebook ads, LSA, local service ads, right? Uh, or do you think word uh, of the mouth and door knocking is enough? Or do you think we are getting to end of this era of door knocking, referrals, and so on? Do you so think it will I be a must? I will never knock the door knocking. Um, the, the last company I worked for, they were big on door knocking. Um, and I mean, I was, I was pretty successful door knocking when I was with them. Um, 
for us, I'll be 100% honest, we we do not knock any doors, um, you know, and that's, that's, that's uh, you know, something for us that we kind of choose to set us apart from other people, you know, and I'm not knocking doors. I'm not knocking people that knock doors. I think, hey, when you first start, when I literally, my first six months of business, buddy, I was every single day. So I don't knock it. I'm not saying it's not successful, but um, as you start, you know, building yourself up, you start seeing the value in your time too. So, you know, if I go out and I knock, you know, for five, six hours a day and I only generate, you know, two leads or three, three inspections, you know, what if I took that same, you know, same time or whatever you would normally pay yourself as an owner, as a boss or a sales guy, you take that same amount of money and you invest it into something else, you know, Google, Facebook, you know, whatever you yeah. may do, you know, you probably end up getting a higher, you know, return on that than you would just, yeah. you know, go on the door knocking route. But yeah. um, honestly, I think, you know, you got to find what's best for you. Like I said, it all goes back to knowing your numbers, you know, and in a population city with 5 million people, I mean, you probably have a good, you know, good chance of door knocking and, you know, um, running your Google, running your three maps, your three map pack, you know, and, and kind of, you know, going into that um, SEO as well, you know, get somebody that's good to do your SEO. Um, but I think, you know, you need to, you need to have multiple avenues of lead generation. You can't just kind of rely on one, you know, yeah. um, no matter what your niche is, no matter where you feel more comfortable at, you need to be doing at least four things. Yeah. Four. The thing is, uh, the thing is, you know, as uh, you said, uh, door knocking and stuff, uh, I always talk about this, uh, uh, intent, right? Uh, it's all about the intent, you know, the, because the intent buys, you know, intent is a decision to buy. And if somebody doesn't have intent, if they don't have any trust in you, and I mean, you have to understand when you're door knocking, you're just a stranger outside. And many people are losing trust into people because it's, there is increase in robberies, increase of, you know, a criminal activity, increase of unsafety and uncertainty in the times ahead of us. So you have to think like what this homeowner thinks. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't even want to open the door because yep. they don't even know who you are. I mean, uh, there, there are videos online of the ring doorbells where people actually get in front of your house with the Amazon package and they claim that you got an Amazon package. You open the door and out of nowhere, three guys get in the, with the guns, you know? And how do you expect these people to trust anybody who comes to their door? to let them in the house to check out the stuff, you know? Uh, like, we're in this uh, antitrust pandemic, and uh, by yeah. not being out there, by not having a strong personal brand as the roofing company, by not having any ads running or any social media presence, you are just serving yourself uh, an uphill battle that you'll probably never win. Because how do you expect people to trust you, you know, if you have no proof of concept of what you do? You know, and that's why I personally always hated door knocking because you are going out cold. They don't even know who you are. They never saw you most likely in their life. And that's a big issue. You know, it's a totally different story if you door knock when you are doing the roof uh, in the same street. Because then sometimes people actually, when the interested people usually get out in their yards and they actually watch the process. So that means that these guys are actually hiring tenant and somebody who is inside of the house. Right. So, yeah. I, I truly believe that uh, with uh, marketing and this side of things, it's going to change the game, uh, especially with the addition of the AI that is getting better every day. Like, did you see the new future of ChatGDP? Uh, basically, you can give it 
a prompt to actually, uh, you know, you can type it out and it's going to generate the entire video for you. Like, how insane is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, the door knocking thing is a little, uh, it is a little tough, man. Um, like I said, we actually know none of my sales guys have knocked doors. I'm actually the only person that's on the staff that knocked doors. And like I said, I think I've, I did that for maybe the first four months. And I mean, it wasn't like, I wouldn't say it wasn't as like, I wasn't generating as many knocks as some of the guys that are, you know, doing, they, you know, that's what they live and eat and they breathe by. Um, there is a trust factor in there, you know? Um, and with everything going on in the world, like you said, it's, it's, it makes it harder. And, you know, the biggest thing that you can do as a leader or owner, you know, or anybody sales manager, you got to make it easier for your guys to succeed. So you got to set them up for success. And like I said, I don't, I don't knock anybody that does knock doors. I'm not saying you won't generate anything. I'm not saying that you won't. There's guys out there that knock doors that are doing better than me, you know? Yeah. Um, but I rather, I rather use my time and use my resources in a different avenue, you know? Um, cause I want to come across as a professional cause here's the thing that I, um, I heard from a guy and I won't, I won't say his name, but he said, sure. never see a doctor knock on your door. You'll never see a lawyer knock on your door. You'll never see a true professional knock on your door. There's no need to. Yeah. When you get a speeding ticket, do the lawyers come knock on your door and say they want to handle your case? No. You get either a postcard in the mail, <laughs> get ad on Facebook. Or, you know, the lawyer in your city has like 18, 19 billboards up or maybe a referral, but you'll never have a true professional come knock on your door. That's, yeah. that's an amazing point. You got to kind of take, take it with a grain of salt too. you know, how do you want everybody to receive you? And I, like I said, put your, put yourself in your client's shoes right now, right now at four, it's 430 right now. Um, and I normally I'm out in the field. So if I'm, my wife is home and the kids are home and let's say, you know, we, we got a roof. <laughs> you knock on my door. I can guarantee you my wife is not going to answer it. You can knock yep. on my neighbor's door. I guarantee you they're not going to answer it. Okay. Um, so uh, you got to put yourself in your client's shoes. How does your client perceive what you're doing? You know, mm -hmm. and you kind of take it from there. I agree. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. You know, it's a very, very, you know, hard to get trust of people. I mean, the roofing and this profession is entirely different from, let's say, med spas or any service industry that, you know, there's two different things, you know. First, these guys need to get you inside of their house, and their house is the safe haven. That's some place where you theoretically could say it's your cave. That's where you go to sleep, enjoy with your family, rest, you know, and enjoy the life. Nobody really wants to allow anybody, especially a stranger, you know, move around their house where they keep all their belongings, everything about them, right? And, you know, we already discussed about door knocking and stuff, but let's say if we had to rank uh, lead generation methods and let's say referrals, social media sites, Facebook and Instagram, Google, so Google and the YouTube, Yelp, Home Advisor, and door knocking, how would you rank them? In which order? Um, Home Advisor, Angie's List, bottom of the barrel, okay? The worst thing you can do, um, I would never recommend Angie's List. I would never recommend Home Advisor. Um, honestly, I forgot which one bought out who, but those companies 
it's a no-go. Honestly, I never understood why guys would even go that route. If you're going to spend that type of money, you should just go put it in Google or Facebook, okay? Yeah. So Angie's List, Home Advisor at the bottom, then I would put Door Knocking, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, I would probably bring her secondary things in, like Yelp, Thumbtack to be, you know, the next one up. Google, Facebook, social media. So your Google, your Facebook platforms. But I would actually put Google over Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then my top one would actually be the referrals. So I would have referrals, yeah. Google, Facebook, Thumbtack, Yelp, um, door knocking, and then Home Advisor at the very bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Home Advisor Hate Club, let's go. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not. We're just going to take them out. We're not even going <laughs> to. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, and uh, it's you're definitely the 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 list is on point, and I'll obviously explain why. Why you know, maybe many people think uh, because I'm selling Google services to roofing contractors that I'm going to say they're better than referrals. No, nothing will ever beat referrals. You know, because if uh, you're trying to sign with my marketing company right now, it's entire difference. And the huge difference would be if I actually had one of my clients reach out to you personally mm-hmm. instead of me, you know, telling you how I'm going to get you leads. You don't care. I mean, you hear this story millions of times, right? But if I'm able to send you to a happy client of mine and then he vouches for my services to you, it's an entire different buy game, you know, because you gain the trust mm-hmm. that you need to make the decision. And yeah, you're, that- from what you're, you're gonna buy from where your friends buy. You know, yeah. um, if I literally go through, um, we actually made a switch from uh, Job Nimbus to uh, ProLine, mm-hmm. our CRM. Mm-hmm. But if I would go back through and, and, and look through our Job Nimbus, I can honestly say, man, I mean, I, I don't think we lost a referral ever last year. Mm-hmm. I think any referral we ever had last year ended up being a re-roof, a repair, 100%. Um, mm-hmm. you can't lose on a referral. Um, I, I, I think of that being, you know, if you look at your weapon, the referral is like your rifle, you know, Google mm-hmm. be like your sidearm. So, I mean, you can never go wrong. Your referrals will never lead you astray. You know, um, yeah. my best referrals, man. Um, they literally, like I said, man, they'll literally walk me across to their neighbor's house and it's done. You know, it's I, deal, yeah. I, I'll sign a contract with my referral faster than I did with my original client, honestly. Um, you know, mm-hmm. times out of 10, I normally sign, you know, an agreement with them before I would, you know, my original client, because my, my referral client trust my original client. That's their friend. That's their, you know, acquaintance. So, you know, once they give that good word of me, you know, they pretty much have sealed the deal, you know? And like I said, yeah. for me and my company, I love the referrals. I literally love them. And I appreciate each and every one I've ever gotten. Like I said, I would not have been so successful early on without my referral business. So like I said, you're right. Referrals are literally top tier. You'll never go wrong yeah. with those. Um, treat referrals like gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. So uh, because we, we have the marketing company here and uh, there's something that we actually uh, notice a lot. Every single roofing contractor I speak to has a bad marketing story. Sometimes where they actually got burned so hard, they actually never want to talk with another marketing company again. What was your bad marketing story when you got burned? Um, honestly, man, it was literally it was literally when I was running Facebook ads. Um, like I said, you know, I can't speak for you know other business owners out there, but like I said, I'm a pretty you know 
big numbers guys. So I look at my numbers and I know, and I feel like I, I know my community. That's like one of my strong suits. Like I'm out here in the trenches. I know my community. Okay. Um, I know my, my geographic. I know, you know, where everybody kind of falls on the income median. City data is the best thing for a roofing company. You can go check that out. Citydata.com will give you all the insight you need to know at any location you plan on working in. You plan on, you know, putting a new office in. You Even if you plan on door knocking a specific city, that would give you a lot of info of where you need to go. Um, so, like I said, with that, knowing your market and knowing your how your market reacts, um, we 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 wasted tens of thousands of dollars on it, man. Like I said, it was just it was literally a road to to the just a tire kicker, the lowest bid, man. Like you know, um, I hate the word free. Um, my guys yeah. never use the f word. We don't use the f word. Um, <laughs> so. You know, that was one of the other things that we had in there, um, you know, and that didn't do too good. When I say we had an enormous amount of leads, yeah, we, we did. Like, I mean, numbers, if you will look at it at just the numbers and just look at the amount of leads we had, you would have thought we were killing it. But the yeah. quality of the leads were horrible. And, you know, I, I talked to the guy like, man, this is just not what we want to do. This may, like I said, this may work for somebody else in a different location, and that's great. But for us, it just doesn't work. It didn't work as well. So, um, you know, that was a pretty bad marketing story, man. I mean, I think we wasted, I mean, like I said, tens of thousands of dollars on that, man. They yeah. were low bottom of the barrel, you know, Facebook leads, you know? No, um, I mean, Facebook is can, can be horrible. People hit me up left and right. I mean, I had guys even offer, you know, to do it, you know, at, at cost. Like, hey, man, just let me run your ads for, you know, give me, you know, three, four grand ad spend. Let me just run your ads. And if you're not satisfied, don't even worry about it. And even on those offers, I was literally, I was turned off, man. Like I didn't want to even touch it for a couple months. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, you know what? I don't think we actually even ran another Facebook ad after that for the rest of the year in 2023. That's how bad it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year you mentioned that you are going to make a change. Uh, why are you deciding that you are going to try it again? If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, obviously. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. Um, so like I said, now, um, you know, I went back, I educated myself more. Okay, like I said, I found people that they're the professionals in this. I learned, uh, you know, I joined a bunch of different marketing groups. And I, and I would give that advice to other fellow companies too, man. Kind of, you know, learn what's going on. Just like how you teach your salespeople the components of different roofing systems. You know, learn the components of, you know, different marketing systems as well. So you can kind of have an idea of what's really going on, you know? Um, and like I said, you know, this year we're, it's, it's all about elevating the guys that are next to me. So elevating my team and, you know, giving them every, everything I can to help them be successful, you know? So um, mm -hmm. this year we're going to make a different change. We're going to revamp. We're going to, you know, um, once our, once our website is back up and you know, our new website's up and running, um, shout out to Dean. He's doing our website. Good guy. Oh, Dean. Yep. He's doing our website. Super good guy. Mm -hmm. Once that's up and running, man, you know, with the SEO and then, you know, Alice is going to be doing some Google stuff for us, man. I think we're going to, we're going to kill it. You know, it's going to mm -hmm. be a good year. Um, I, I'm who's doing the Google stuff. Huh? Who's doing the Google stuff. You, man. Ah, okay. I thought, oh, what, man. Alex? 
<laughs> no, 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 I'm humbled. Thank you, thank you. He said, "Nah, I'm not gonna do trades. I'm not gonna do them." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No trades. Come on, man. Don't give up yet. No. Nah, so, um, like I said, man, it's I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, the team is super excited about it. You know, like I said, I got I got some real I got some killers on my squad, man. Like these guys are literally performing left and right. And once they start getting a high quality of lead flow, man, I'm just, man, I'm just going to sit back and just watch these guys just crush it, man. You know, um, and I know yeah. it's going to be a great year. Um, yeah. know it's going to be a great year. And maybe, you know, this year we may even be able to double down and, you know, increase that revenue twofold this year, you know. Um, yep. And like I said, you know, for that, you know, find find a good, find somebody that does the marketing, find somebody that that's their niche. They eat, sleep, live it um and work with them and get your stuff on the get your stuff on the right path and then you know your business is going to succeed you know i always tell people to look at your numbers now and then imagine if you did you know 20 percent more than what you did last year 10 yeah. of what you did last year i mean the numbers will be crazy so you know you can tap into a a market that either a you're not using now or you're not generating as much as you would like to generate you can go and tap into that market and really you know really you know start generating what you want and uh you know get your guys out there get yourself out there man and, and you're you're good you know yeah um i work with a lot of you know newer guys that are you know just getting in you know i, I spoke with a couple of guys this year and um late last year who are you know just starting out or you know just getting into their companies or their, their first couple months man and that was my the best advice I gave him. I was like, man, you know, find you somebody that's good, man. You know, invest that money that you are making and and you know, find what your goals are. If, if your first year, you know, you, you want a revenue of this, make you a plan on how to achieve that revenue. Have you a, a clear cut vision of how you're gonna achieve that and then do it. You know, then yeah. and, and double down and do it next year. And then, you know, um as you scale and as you get, you know, as you grow, it's only gonna get better from there, you know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that, that's for sure. And uh, something I uh, like to ask every roofing uh, company or the roofer uh, before we end the stream is, what is the advice you will give to your younger self? To somebody who just has $18 in his bank account and has this crazy idea of building 7.2 million business a year. What is the advice that is going to take you there in a month, two months, three months, you know? Um, honestly, man, it's really how bad you want it. Like, are you going to get up in the morning and you're going to hustle? You're going to dedicate yourself. Are you going to learn your craft? You know, you, it's, it's so much to, to really do. Um, and you, and you, like I said, man, you, you got to have a clear cut, a clear cut vision, you know, write that stuff down. You know, um, literally, I remember my first month, man, I had, uh, I had a couple of, you know, photos in my truck of some things that I wanted to accomplish, man. I look at that every single day, you know. Um, Visualization, yeah. Yeah, find you three guys that are where you want to be at. Follow them. You know, reach out to them. I mean, dude, there's there's a couple of guys, man. I've probably blown their inboxes up, asking mm -hmm. advice, wanting to get on a phone call with them, dude. Talk to these guys, man. Um, learn from them because they're exactly where you want to be at. Um, and there's plenty of other guys with the same story I had. You know, they started from nothing as well. And then look where they are, too. So, I mean, it can be done. You know, it's not mm -hmm. like it can't be done. It can be done. 
you know, you're just going to have to put in a little extra work to really get to that point. And you can't give up, man. You know, even on yeah. your worst day, you got to go. You got to okay. work. Nobody else is working. So, you know, I feel like as long as you have a good work ethic, you know, you're, 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 you're grind, you hustle, you know, follow your own, man. You know, it's going to happen to you in, in, in God's time. So just keep, you know, keep yourself motivated, you know, and just don't give up. Keep it going. Okay. Okay, I mean that that that's a good advice, and I think it's a, it's a good note to end this uh, podcast on. And yeah, thank you, Trey, for uh, being part of it. And uh, I hope we got all the teams discussed. And uh, definitely, uh, thank you so much for sharing your story, especially the Army one. I mean, it, I imagine it was hard to to share that. So yeah, thank you so much for being the guest. And let's run it back uh, one more time uh, in in, uh, in a few months, maybe. Yeah, man. No, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate the opportunity. It was my, it's actually my first podcast this year. So thanks. Nice. Nice. Appreciate it. Okay. There we go. Okay. So you can, you can obviously stay. It just, uh, uh, I already mentioned that, uh, that, uh, you know, I'm gonna, uh, have it ended at some time, some time, some point. Sorry about that. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah. So what do you think about it? Do you think it was uh, a good podcast? I mean, yep. I'm quite new in podcasting world. You know, this is not something I do. I used to be a video game live streamer and uh, do like gaming and stuff, but I never did podcasts. So I hope uh, it made sense. Yeah, I've done, I've done a couple, um, but I, I mean, there really wasn't like 